And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, 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 the Lightning are in the driver's seat, fully in the driver's seat. Uh, On today's episode, of course, we are going to discuss the domination of Game 4. Lightning are up 3-1 in the series. We'll get into all that and more and the drama that transpired in that game in just a little bit. But first, let's... Remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right, so Lightning, fairly convincing win the other day, just to say the least about it. Uh, before we get into the full nitty recap, uh, nitty gritty recap. Uh, a lot of issues that we are going to pick apart with this, which is with the officiating. Um, and, and Coach John Cooper came out in the post game uh, discussing some of those officiating issues. Whereas Florida Panthers coach Joel Quinville came out afterwards after hearing Coach Cooper's comments and saying he didn't have an issue with, certain, with a majority of the calls. Uh, other than maybe some of the the hits or the the plays that involve possible uh, suspendable uh, plays, and of course we'll get into those. So why don't we just jump into it? Um, on the previous episode, I discussed how certain players need to start to get going. I discussed how the Lightning need to. It, it is almost imperative that the Lightning need to get. They, they need to draw blood first, basically. They need to get on the board first. And three minutes into the first period, Anthony Sorelli is gifted an easy breakaway chance from Alex Kalorn at, at the mid-ice, at mid-ice, neutral zone, whatever you want to call it, and buries it to give the Lightning an early lead. Sorelli went 28 games without scoring a goal until he scored in game three. Uh, like I said, we spoke about how important it was uh, for him to get going. Uh, and and how just guys like that on the lower lines really uh, really make this team so dynamic in terms of you know they're not just relying on Hedman or Stamkos or Gord or Palat there or Kucherov who we'll get into later um, just to score you know if you have guys like Sorelli Coleman uh, you know even Maroon now and then um, you you know this is a very very dangerous team. Uh, Tampa did a fantastic job staying patient and trying not to take careless shots. Uh, they were patient, set up the offense in the Panther zone, and that's what set up the Gord, the Yanni Gord tipping goal at 724. That tipping was Sidney Crosby-esque, if you don't know what I'm just talking about. Sidney Crosby is by far one of the best players in the NHL, if not in NHL history, at deflecting shots in. Uh, he has made almost a career of doing that. And we saw a couple of days ago in the playoff series against Washington in which he had an incredible tip in that game. Uh, Yanni did almost, an, almost had an identical play 
on this one in which uh, just the the redirection was incredible and um, to get out to a two nothing lead like that is is nothing short of a huge accomplishment for the Lightning, especially after the crazy series that they've been having and you really the and the reason why I've been emphasizing the Lightning getting off to early leads, especially against a team like Florida, is because Florida's one of those teams that could drop three goals on you in, in the next five minutes with without any warning of it coming. Uh, they're that kind of an explosive team. And we've seen it through certain stretches in the series as well as throughout the entire season. Um, immediately after the Gord goal, uh, Gord... After, after the goal, Gord takes his second penalty of the game for an unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, what a, it, it was just a dumb penalty. I, I, I mean, he, you know, we spoke about in the last couple episodes how this is what was going to be in the playbook for the Panthers going forward. And any team that we saw last year uh, trying to get underneath the Lightning skin because once the Lightning start to get things going on the offensive side of things. I mean, that's really the only way you could really slow them down is to lure them into making and taking uh, very dumb penalties. And really in this instance, uh, Yanni Gore just allowed uh, the Florida players to get under his skin and it led to the Huberdue goal, which uh, now brings us at this point in the game. Uh, Tampa is still up 2-1. At the 10-minute mark, Tampa was being outshot 9-4, allowing too much time in the zone for the Panthers. Florida was the better team on the puck retrievals, which resulted in second and third chances around the net. We saw this in the previous game, in game three, uh, especially when the Panthers pulled their goalie so early, which, you know, a team like that, who has scored four goals when they pulled their goalie throughout the regular season, and who was very good on the puck retrievals, where Tampa is not at all good at puck retrievals. Um, you know, this is really, this is not a good recipe for the Lightning uh, at this point in the game, uh, you would have never believed by the shots, the shot counter that the lightning were in front just because uh, Florida, there's 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 certain stretches, like I just said, where um, even if they don't score goals or it doesn't result in, in points on the board, Florida is still going to dominate the zone for a large period of time. And that's where that Corsi rating, that Corsi four rating comes into play. Um and, and we'll talk about that on the next episode. I'll explain as to what all that means and all that. That's deeper hockey analytics stuff, which, you know, preferably uh, I would rather not count that as a real stat. I just wish they had kind of a puck possession clock um, instead of this Corsi 4 thing. So, uh, and all of, you know, when, when we talk about that Florida uh, spends a large amount of time in the zone and, and Tampa fails to clear the zone and they, they fail to to win the battles on puck possession. I mean, uh, puck retrievals. That really falls upon the shoulders of Andre Vasilevsky to keep them in the game because that's when uh, not only the Florida Panthers, but other teams are just able to just bombard the zone with shots and shots after shots after shots. And Tampa was having a tough time getting the puck up ice and the Panthers were just forcing tons of turnovers, which we've spoken about in full on this show, how just Tampa just goes through these stretches as well as to where they are not good with puck management. And that definitely has led them into some trouble in the past, especially at certain points in the series. 
Uh, and you really started to feel the tension building at this point in the game. Coach Cooper was more animated on the bench than you normally see him. Uh, really trying to get his guys going. You know, going into a couple of the commercial breaks, you really saw him yelling at the guys, saying, "Come on, let's get let's get it going. Come on, wake up." Uh, even Vector Headman, uh, at certain points, you saw him kind of yelling at people on the bench and on the ice between whistles, saying, "Let's get going. Let's get going." And you know that that's that could place a lot of pressure on a team, but that could also get them going, which you know in this case it did. And what the Lightning did a very good job of in this game to kind of counter counter the whole Florida furiously uh, bombarding the the zone with shots and shots and opportunities and all that was. Tampa was able to set up in the zone. Uh, like I said earlier, they were being very, very patient, which is, you know, especially against this, this Florida team, which, you know, the f- for the most part, for any other team in the league possibly, other than maybe a couple of handful of others, uh, Tampa could easily go up and down the ice. They could easily skate up and down the ice and, and, and solely rely on the offensive rush. But against Florida, which they tried to do all season long, uh, we saw just by the numbers uh, accumulating eight points against a single opponent in a season, especially with the amount of times that you play them, is not good. And we could safely say at this point uh, in the NHL season slash playoffs that that recipe or that that strategy did not work. And Tampa did a very good job of doing that, setting things up in the zone um, and not solely relying on the offensive rush. Uh, and we could see, especially in this series, that that plays in Tampa's favor. Uh, but it doesn't it it doesn't matter though what your focus of attack is if you're turning over the puck as often as Tampa was, um, and that's something that they really need to clean up, which they did later on in the game. But then again, the game was so out of out of hand by that time, not only on the scoreboard but on the ice. But with all the physicality that was going on, uh, it really didn't matter. Um, a little later on, Eric Chernak rips the puck from the blue line and it deflects off Andre Palat and past Brabovsky. That moves Andre Plot into the second place all-time in franchise history for the most playoff goals, 34, passing Marty St. Louis uh, and giving the Lightning a 3-1 lead at this point in time in the first period. The Plot goal really injected some life into Tampa, and the ice didn't seem as tilted towards the Panthers uh, as it was earlier on in the period, even though the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning were in the lead for this entire game. There was points where if... You know, and we've had we've had stretches like this before in this series as well as in the regular se- season, where regardless if the Lightning are winning, you know, if you took down the score box at the top of the the uh, the, the the screen, um, you would have not believed that the Tampa Tampa Bay Lightning was in the lead at that point. But this is where the game really started to sway. Um, in favor of the Lightning, and you could possibly make the case that this was probably when the game was over, um, and and that was really something that the Lightning really needed to have to happen at the end of the first period, because going into the first intermission, Florida ended the period in the lead in shots with fifteen to seven, and especially with you know how overwhelmed the Lightning could look at certain points in the game, that is something that is really imperative that the Lightning need to do a better job of uh, kind of throwing up the shots, but, you know, good shots, not just throwing it on net for the sake of throwing it on net. All right, so we'll continue our recap in just a little bit, but first let's talk about a couple of today's sponsors. First is Credit Karma. 
Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you could win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash win money to open up your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and items apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank. Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. All right. Moving on to our another sponsor for today's show is a new one. It's Lucy Nicotine. Researched and developed for three years to, to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lossage with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. That's cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you could use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, and even in the gym. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked on NHL network listeners, you could go to locked on you could go to lucy.com and use promo code locked on NHL to get 20% off all your products on your first order including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.com co and use promo code locked on nhl at checkout also i have to give this disclaimer warning this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco nicotine is also an addictive chemical so go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code locked nhl all right so continuing our recap of game four um like i said once the lightning got that third goal um, regardless of what Florida did from there on, uh, this is really, you know, if, if we're looking back, this is probably where we could safely say the game ended. Um, Tampa had a great se- sequence going five minutes into the second period. A bunch of shots on net, kept Florida on the ice, unable to make a line change. Isn't it beautiful when you could see Tampa Bay do that? Uh, and that led to the Panthers taking a penalty, which is always great because, I mean, we've spoken about it before on the show, how just Tampa just has a tough time of drawing penalties i don't know what it is um but you know what tampa has been a little bit lucky lately with with getting the penalties called in their favor so you know maybe uh luck is finally starting to turn their way uh Kalorn netted one in front off a fantastic pass from nikita kucherov uh like i stated since game one nikita kucherov just opens up everything allows other players on the ice to kind of get in position almost sneak around uh, the Florida defense, and and really this was a prime scoring chance, and, and you couldn't have got 
a better pass from Kucherov on that. And then, so that's a PPG right there for the Tampa Bay Lightning, which they have had a little bit of a tough time uh, executing on the power play. And then a little later on, Tampa continued to do a great job moving the puck. And Killer got another one off an assist on the rush from Steven Stamkos. Now the Lightning are really rolling. It's 5-1 at this point. At this point, we should be led to think that the game was in the bag. And it's only a matter of time to getting to the finish line without anyone getting injured. But that's the thing. And I kind of spoke about it in other games. Uh, not only in, in this series, but in, in certain games throughout the season. That That's the thing about winning big, especially in the playoffs especially in a series like this against an in-game, against a rival, uh, in-state rival, being that a lot of emotions going around. And let's face it, nobody wants to lose this way, especially in the playoffs. And the Florida Panthers have been playing with a chip on their shoulder for a majority of this series. And, and that's when, in these type of games, when you're up by three, four goals, that's when a lot of the... The I guess you could call them goons. I don't. I, I wouldn't really say that Florida has any goons. Maybe Ryan Lombard, fourth fourth line forward, who really just is out there to just cause havoc. Who who's really that kind of guy who's just trying to get under the skin of other players. Um, that's what worries about me when these when these games get chippy and the team is down. Uh, more likely, that's when injuries happen. Uh, we saw Vasilevsky get run over a couple of times during these scrums. Thankfully, he was perfectly fine. Um, and this was the time of the game where the refs really needed to step in and, and just take control of the game. Game's out of hand at that point. Um, and, and this is where all hell broke loose. Really, uh, injuries, fights, all that stuff. Uh, terrible penalty by Sergachev late in the second period. He got called for high sticking. But on the replay, it looked like he punched Vitrano. Uh, nothing has been announced at this point yet. It doesn't look like anything's going to happen. This is what Joel Quinville was referring to with questionable calls, uh, with penalties not being you know, called the right way or suspensions not being handed out. Um, I was shocked waking up this morning, and that's why uh, we're kind of releasing this a little bit later. I'm recording this at 10, 16 a.m. on Monday that still nothing was announced. We would have probably heard something Sunday, if anything. Um a couple of guys that really should have gotten suspended. I think uh, if, if, you know, maybe this is a regular season game, Sergachev would 100% got suspended. Uh, but then again, with the Office of Player Safety, I mean, who knows? You never know. It might be 5K, might be 10 games. Um, they're just really inconsistent. And But thankfully, there's no Lightning players that are being suspended. And this one, as for players that are going to be possibly missing time hurt, uh, that's a whole nother story. Um but since it's the playoffs the and the series is where it is, I think the office of player safety is kind of going to look the other way with certain things on this. Um, so, unfortunately, that's the situation that the Lightning have to live in with the whole Anthony Duclair situation, which I'll touch upon in just a little bit. Uh, Carter Verhage, former Lightning player, we've spoken about him a, a lot on this show, whether it was when he was playing with the Lightning or when Tampa plays the Florida Panthers. Uh, Carter Verhage has really come a long way, and a large part of that has to do with the fact that he's getting a lot more playing time. You know, it's unfortunate to see him be successful with another team, but listen, when he was with the Lightning, he contributed in big spots, and he won a cup. So that's all Lightning fans can really ask for, and I don't know how you could really hate. I don't know if you could hate this guy because he's just a likable person. Um, he's not really a thug out there. I mean, he'll stand up for himself, but he's really out there to just play alongside Barkov and and do what he needs to do. Uh, so Carter Verhage strikes again for the power play goal on the Sergachev penalty that we just spoke about. 
Very good move by Carter, but Savard also needs to stay on his feet. If you look, Verhage was skating into the low slot. Looked like he was going to take a wrister and kind of just hesitate it. And that's all that was needed for Savard to drop down to his legs. Uh, basically in the sprawling position, which uh, I don't understand what he was looking for there. Regardless of if he's going to take a shot or not, you got to stay up or at least drop down to a knee if you're going to try and block it. Um, so at this point in the game, Tampa's up still 5-2. And a little later on, Kucherov gets called for probably one of the worst penalties I've seen throughout this entire playoffs. Uh, I never understood how players could push the puck character, uh, puck car carrier into the goaltender and get mad about the goalie getting run over. Uh, Mackenzie Weger cross-checks Kucherov into Drieger on the rush. By the way, we didn't even discuss that Like Florida's in a full-fledged goalie controversy right now because uh, we saw it in this game. Uh, we saw it in the previous game. Uh, Drieger gets pulled in the third. Brabovsky comes in, kind of saves the day. The Panthers win. And then in this game, uh, Bobrovsky basically shits the bed and um, brings in Drieger, and it really wasn't that much better from there either. Joe Quinville, uh, obviously he's a three-time Stanley Cup winning coach, so he knows what he's doing behind the bench there. But And, and we saw him do this out in Chicago with Corey Crawford and, and Scott Darling. But really what it comes down to is that, you know, this is just my opinion, and maybe this is just because the Lightning have a goalie that they could just stick with throughout whatever. But I feel like in the playoffs, you know, 90% of your run it has to do with a hot goaltender. We saw it last season with the Tampa Bay Lightning and Andre Vasilevsky. Um, so, you know, from, I guess, a Panthers fan's perspective, uh, just to kind of play both sides real quick, I think what it comes down to is that you need to pick a goaltender uh, and stick with them through thick and thin in the playoffs because you're going to have hairy situations. Uh, we saw it way back in the day with Pittsburgh and they had Marc-Andre Fleury um, and and I, I, Murray. I can't believe I, I'm drawing a blank on his first name, but that doesn't matter. The fact is, is that, you know, I don't think that it's going to be beneficial to your team or whichever goaltender you put in net uh, if you're flip-flopping them at the first sign of trouble. I would have honestly, I know you kind of want to protect your goaltender in that situation, but at the same time, I think that, you know, you gotta. I think you should just leave Brabowski in at that point because really, leaving Drieger in there and then most likely I haven't seen anything yet, but most likely Drieger is going to start tonight against the Lightning. Uh, I don't see how that's beneficial towards Drieger, uh, especially when the game is starting to get very chippy at that point. Uh, yeah, and then Kucherov gets called for two minutes for goalie interference, which is like I said. Yeah, so Weger, if you didn't watch the game or you missed this play, Mackenzie Weaver is trailing Kucherov on the breakaway, and he cross checks uh, Kucherov into Drieger on the rush. They collide. He runs him over. There's really not much you could do. Uh, there's probably maybe half a foot, uh, actually probably a foot and a half between the goaltender and Kucherov as he's getting pushed into him. Uh, Kucherov gets called for goalie interference, which is wild. I really thought when this game, when, when this play happened live, I really thought that that, that was going to be a penalty shot. But um, I, I guess the goaltend, I guess the the ref saw something different. Um, and yeah, the officiating in this game was terrible for the most part. Uh, it's it's almost surprising that the Lightning did win, considering you know whatever. There's a game in which the goal uh, the the refereeing is just brutal. The Lightning usually get the short end of the stick. 
Uh, Panthers outshot the Lightning once again in the second period, 20-10, to 10, and the total at that point in the game was 35-17 Panthers, but Tampa had a 5-2 lead heading into the third period, and that's why the Lightning do need to get into these big leads or these leads early on to kind of give themselves a, a padding, kind of a safety net in case things happen, such as the situation. If this is a 3-2 game or a 3-1 game, might be a different situation. Uh, the ice might be tilting in a different way, especially on a play like that. Uh, Panthers are the kind of team we've spoken before many times on the show, how it doesn't take much for them to get going. And this penalty right here could have been, you know, that you're talking about they score a penalty, they score a power play goal on this. And then now we're talking about possibly a tie game or a, a one goal lead. Instead, we're talking about a three goal lead, which is a great lead to have going into the th- third period. Uh, unless you're the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, if you saw that game last night, wow. I can't believe the Jets won that. Uh, so going into the third period, Tampa goes on the power play five minutes into the third, and Kucherov is set up for a one-timer from Stamkos for the power play goal. Tampa's up 6-2. Uh, like I said, the game was pretty much over in the first period after the Lightning scored their third goal of the game. But the Lightning did not sit back, which I, I do like to see from them. It doesn't matter if it's the playoffs. Some people... Don't would, would they would actually prefer to see these teams, you know, teams not pile it on. But I mean, what we saw, like I just mentioned in the in the Winnipeg game last night, early on in the series between these two teams as well, uh, you should never never taking your foot off the pedal is off the gas pedal is never a good thing, especially if the other team makes a comeback and then now you're forced to try and get things going once again. Uh, so, and then after the, the Kucherov goal, now, mind you, Kucherov is already bang, banged up. He got up slowly after colliding with Drieger, uh, on that play in the second period. So he's, he's playing a little hurt. Let's be honest. And, and he's probably still playing with a little soreness because this has been, this has been a grueling series for everybody and especially him not really being able to play him, not playing all season and then coming back into probably an intense situation, which you never really see that often uh, in the National Hockey League. All hell breaks loose afterwards. Ejections. Uh, Pat Maroon left the game. I don't remember who the other Panthers player was. Doesn't really make a difference. But Kucherov and Sergachev get hurt. Chernak got dinged up as well. Uh, that play um, behind, you know, it, it's... What happened with Anthony Duclair and... And Nikita Kucherov, if you didn't see it, uh, you probably seen pictures if you saw on The Athletic. Uh, Kucherov laying down. So Anthony Duclair was behind the play, too. Uh, slashes him in the back of the leg. But behind the knee, too. Which is... It's a dirty play. And, you know, I, I understand Sergachev not getting penalized. I mean, or fined or suspended. But on this play, the league's got to do something. You got to protect the players. And it's it's this whole player safety situation where guys are getting eight games and other guys for for more egregious offenses are getting five k. I I don't I don't understand and and the fact that the players uh, the the players union really hasn't said much about it, which is I hope they say something in the off season uh, to the office of player safety because. I stated when the whole Tom Wilson thing happened that I was nervous about, you know, even the Lightning stepping on the ice against Washington. Obviously, now with the Bruins eliminating the Capitals, that's not going to happen. But you still have players on every team, whether it's with the Florida Panthers, with Ryan Lomberg, most notably. Now, 
Anthony declares on the shit list for Tampa fans, as he should be. This was a dirty play. Should have gotten a, a, a game misconduct. Should be suspended or at least fined, which is ridiculous that we haven't heard zilch on anything of that nature happening. Um, and then you have, you know, look at it this way. And this is why I feel like the, the league needs to step up in this situation. And I spoke about it when the whole Tom Wilson thing happened. Is you're talking about prob- probably other than Andre Vasilevsky, the best player on this team right now. Uh, let's make no mistake about it. Ever since Nikita Kucherov came back and has been on the ice, this team has been a whole different looking team. Uh, yeah, there's Steven Stamkos on the ice as well. But I mean, let's face it. 80... Six has been playing his ass off since he got back on the ice. And and I don't believe the Lightning are up in this series the way they are if Nikita Kucherov isn't on the bench. Um, so, you know, right now, haven't heard anything of the nature of him missing tonight's game, but wouldn't be surprised if maybe he re-aggravates something during the game if, if he does play. I do imagine that he's going to go. I'd be shocked, really, uh, especially in a game where the Lightning do have a chance to close the series out and kind of get some extra rest um, before they end up playing uh, Boston. Uh, No, they end up playing um, Nashville and Carolina. I'm kind of jumping the gun right now, Um, which, by the way, we'll talk about that series tomorrow, depending on, you know, what happens tonight in tonight's game. Um, Because, really... If you look at it, I mean, Nashville might actually beat the Hurricanes in that series. And we might actually be talking right now, if things go the way they're going, you know, we might actually be talking about Tampa playing Nashville. Uh, so, yeah, the, the refs did a terrible job in this game, whether it was calling penalties or just trying to, you know, make things safe for players on the ice. It, it was I, I didn't understand what I was saying. But the highlights of the game, Klorn and Kucherov each pick up four points. Vasilevsky stops 39 of 41 shots. And most importantly, the Tampa Bay Lightning take a 3-1 series lead. And, I mean, this is remnants of last season. It looks like the Lightning have picked up where they left off in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I that, this might be, this might sound a little biased, but this is my unbiased opinion. I mean, just because of the, the experience that this, team's, this team has, the Lightning are one of the best playoff teams in the last... Five years, if you exclude the one season in which they they got eliminated in the first round by Columbus, and this really goes back to all those games they just played and the leadership of the players on this team, as well as John Cooper, and that's why you know sometimes you know the Lightning going in the future they will get into hairy situations, whether it is still in this series if they drop tonight's game and they still have a couple more games to play, or if they end up going playing Nashville or Carolina, or even further than that. The Lightning are going to be in hairy situations. That is the nature of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I am fully confident this team, you know, we spoke about, we kind of hinted at it early, right before the playoffs start, maybe a week or two before the regular season ended, that the possibility of the Tampa Bay Lightning repeating. Now, it's in this day and age, it's super hard to do that. But the way the Lightning have conducted themselves thus far in this series uh, definitely gives you a lot of confidence that that card is still in the deck and possibly could be played. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit further on as the playoffs progress. Uh, let's talk about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors? Uh, they got coconut, coconut almond, cherry, 
raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Uh, these things are great if you just want to have a snack between meals, if you're working at home, or if you're about to go to the gym and you need to have something in your stomach. These are perfect and ideal for you. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so kind of just wrapping things up here. The Lightning will look to take the series tonight against the Florida Panthers. Wrap up the series. You know, this is the game where you really have to go for the jugular. 8 o'clock start tonight. Uh, really, really uh, don't want to have this game, this series go any further and have Florida maybe gain some momentum. You really don't want to get this. You don't really want to go that far. The Lightning need to close the door tonight. As for Sergachev and Kucherov, still no news as to whether or not they'll play. I would assume, you know, they're, they're game time decisions. Most likely, if I had to bet money on it, I would say that they're both playing tonight, but that's really wishful thinking. Uh, if you didn't see the way both of them went down in game four, it was a, it was very concerning, especially for Kucherov, how he went down almost immediately after getting slashed and he didn't get up for a while, uh, but he did skate, skate off the ice under his own power as well as Sergachev. So really would hope to see those two guys get back in this game, um, get back in the lineup and, and really help the Lightning close this, the series out. And of course, we'll be back on tomorrow's show to discuss and recap the the entirety of Game 5 and go ahead and follow us on our social media platforms at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter that and LockedOn underscore Lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow as well as at DankyDank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8, NKY on Twitter. I tweet about everything and anything going on. So go ahead and also reach out to the show. Tell us how you like it as well as go ahead on wherever, you know, you listen to the show on. We're available wherever uh, podcasts are distributed. Give us, give us a follow, subscribe us, subscribe to the show, download, please. We really humbly appreciate it as well as go ahead and leave us a review five star, of course, So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you on the next one.